you've landed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast and wherever you are in the world, welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe and I'm the Lonely Diplomat. I'm also absolutely chuffed that you're here for this episode because this episode and this podcast is all about helping you and other diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life to reconnect with yourself and the world around you. And if it's not already clear, my name's Phil, I'm a white, gay, cisgendered man, and I get lonely. I come out, listener, as gay all the time. And I also come out as lonely all the time. I mean, the lonely diplomat is a pretty big clue, right? I'm here to say that coming out as lonely is tough, and it's often far easier for me to come out as gay than it is for me to come out as lonely. I want to talk about that in this episode, but before we get into the content of this episode, I want to say two things that are really important to me. First, I'm proudly speaking to you from Canberra. And I want to pay my respects to the elders of the Ngunnawal people, past, present and emerging, and humbly recognise them and any other people and families with connection to the lands, waters and skies of this beautiful capital region. And I want to also acknowledge and welcome all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and indeed all First Nations peoples listening wherever you are in the world. And the second thing I really want to do is acknowledge you. I want to honour and celebrate you for pressing play on this episode because I know that very few people look for content on loneliness in diplomacy unless they recognise, unless unless you've recognised that you might be sort of possibly be experiencing just a bit of a hint of loneliness while living the diplomatic life. For that reason, pressing play may have felt like a huge step and I want to say that I see you and I recognize your courage. Now, to coming out and the concept of coming out and the concept of coming out as gay and coming out as lonely. Coming out as gay is beautiful, but very tough. And for those of you who are members of the rainbow community, you may or may not know, uh, if you're not a member of the rainbow community, you may or may not know that or appreciate that coming out is not a one-time only thing. If it is safe to come out, and that's the big caveat because it's not safe to come out everywhere, and it's indeed rarely safe to come out in, in, um, in, in the world, We enter social situations and we need to determine, we're very good at determining whether it's we feel safe for for us to come out. I do this too. I enter a social situation and I assess whether it's safe, whether I feel safe for me to be fully me or whether I need to feel, whether I do feel that I need to be circumspect, very careful in how I use pronouns to describe the relationship with my partner. And it takes courage because each and every time that I come out, I must wrestle with the thoughts and feelings of being judged. And when we're judged, sometimes we are judged as falling short, not being good enough. And that's that kind of, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard because 
it takes so, like it takes continued vulnerability and indeed coming out is perhaps the best example i can give of the continued vulnerability it takes to live life outside of society's norms each time i come out i'm effect as gay i'm effectively saying accept me or not and generally, I'm really happy to say that there are many more people who accept me for being me than there are who simply don't accept me for being me or haven't accepted me. And speaking really personally, I feared coming out for such a long time. And I feared the words and the judgmental language that I could receive from those around me and from the world. And, you know, I've alluded to this before, but, you know, I, I did receive and I still receive judgment from others. And it just happens to be that that judgment so far has been more positive than negative. But I still fear in coming out as gay that I don't belong. And I also fear that being gay or experiencing loneliness are the only things that you see me as rather than sort of the amazing messed up complex and beautiful human that i am and i often reflect on the words i use when i or someone else come out as gay because we generally know what to say when someone comes out as gay don't we we hear and use words like, that's awesome. You know, I'm so proud of you for being you. Like, yeah, you, you're living your authentic life. You know, it's, it's generally like we know what to say. But how do we come out as lonely? Because coming out as lonely is very similar to coming out as gay. We're risking judgment. We're risking being thought less of. We're risking not uh, of sort of exposing ourselves, of outing ourselves as being outside of everybody else in society. And that is scary. No, no, no. Like, no, not scary. It is absolutely like fill your pants terrifying. And how do we respond? How do you come out? as lonely and how do you respond to someone coming out as lonely like what are the socially acceptable words so me coming out as gay may not make you question your sexuality however i mean you know you could really know that you're straight you could really know that you're queer you could really know like be very safe and secure in like knowing your sexuality and me being a gay man doesn't threaten you at all however me coming out as lonely forces you whether you want to or not to confront the reality that the quality of your connections to yourself and to other people may not be as great as you'd like them to be do you need me to repeat that again me coming out as lonely forces you, compels you, whether you're ready for it or not. It forces you to confront the reality that the quality of your connections to yourself and to the world around you, to the people, the places around you, might not be as awesome as you want them to be. 
me coming out as lonely compels you to wrestle with the thoughts and feelings of your own loneliness. And that wrestle is a terrifyingly scary thing to do. And that fear, I feel, comes from you, me, and the rest of society not really knowing what words to use or how to express sentiments receiving someone coming out as experiencing loneliness. And if it's one thing that diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life are great at, it's knowing what to say and how to say it in the right circumstances to make everything okay. And when something outside of that comes up, we, we can often feel untethered, like insecure, because we don't know how to respond. We don't know how to say something. Um, and so we can kind of, you know, in the absence of assuring each other of our highest considerations and wishing each other good day, like we don't know what to say. We don't know how to react. So in the absence of receiving these socially accepted responses, when you admit to feeling lonely, to experiencing loneliness, you and I can receive pity. And that pity can sound like, oh, you poor thing. Oh, you know, it sounds well-meaning, but I don't like people. And I really, like, I fear it. People wanting to connect with me because they pity me. That's hardly the basis of a great, <laughs> like the start of a great relationship, is it? It's like, oh, you pity me. And we don't need pity. You and I don't need or want pity. Pity sounds like lovely and consoling and understanding. But in reality, pity puts up a barrier between you and the person giving you pity. They're effectively taking this enormous step back from you while saying the nice thing, but they're taking a mentally big step away rather than taking a step forward. Rather than connecting with you, they're disconnecting with you. And pity is a form of judgment. And nothing kills connection as effectively as judgment. But Simply because you and I and society don't know how to receive someone who's come out as experiencing loneliness doesn't mean that you need to wait until everybody in society knows how to receive it. Because when you deny, when you ignore, or when you otherwise wish your loneliness away, all you're doing, all you're doing is feeding your loneliness and increasing the power that loneliness has over your words, thoughts, and actions. The way to stop that is to come out. The way to stop that is to come out to yourself and to others as someone who is experiencing loneliness. That has the, the, the impact that, that really takes away the power that ignoring Loneliness gives loneliness and gives you back the power, gives you back that energy to reclaim what is actually happening within you. Then, you, with that sort of reclamation, you can choose to use that power to fuel connection rather than continuing to pump energy and, and you know, all of that stuff 
into the fear that you'll be exposed as being lonely. You'll be thought of as a broken human who is unworthy of love and belonging. It goes, you know what? I'm human. When you come out as lonely, you're saying I'm human and I need connection. That is it. Doesn't make it any easier, but simply at its core, that's what's happening. Now, from a macro perspective, what I'm doing, part of what I'm doing through my advocacy work and my work in the media is teaching society how to speak the language of loneliness. Because we all need to understand that every human experiences loneliness at times. And I just want to pause there in terms of that language that I'm using. You may have noticed that I'm saying, you know, you and I are humans who experience loneliness. Has I say it that way because the language, very deliberately, like, you and I are lonely. That, that, that statement drips in judgment. It drips in judgment. Unhelpful judgment. If you're lonely, therefore, like, you're beyond redemption. Like, you're a lost cause. However, experiencing loneliness puts it in the transitory state. Puts it in the short-term experience, like, you know, I'm experiencing joy. And sort of puts it like deliberately caches it in that, that language that, that keeps it as a temporary experience rather than something that defines you, defines me. And that's important because loneliness, your loneliness, my loneliness needs you and me to understand it. Now, not for a moment Am I saying that this is an easy thing to do? Far from it. But I'm here to tell you that coming out as lonely will get easier with time. And you will receive judgment. You will receive good judgment. And you might, might receive some negative judgment. But those of you who judge, those who judge you negatively and take a step back, they've given you a gift. They have outed themselves as not being your people. Those of you, those who love you, your people will love you even more because you're letting them in and you're letting them connect with you. So I still struggle to come out as gay and I still struggle to come out as lonely. Even though, like on LinkedIn, I'm a, glo- I'm, I'm a global loneliness thought leader. And me coming out as gay, me coming out as lonely has been very tough at times on relationships with people that I love. But my friend, I don't regret coming out as gay and I don't regret coming out as lonely. Indeed, life has gotten more colourful because I've come out. Indeed, I've met, well, I met my amazing partner, Jeff, because I came out as gay. Jeff is now in our lives because, you know, I came out as gay. And me coming out as lonely has led me being here with you now and starting conversations about loneliness that are changing how you and me and everybody else in society engage with this human emotion that every human feels. So if you're struggling to come out as lonely, oh my God, do I understand? I really understand. It's tough. It is so 
tough because of that judgment that we have as a society placed on someone experiencing loneliness. But I'm here to help you come out. I'm here to help you come out and sit with and learn from your loneliness. And I'm here to tell you that life on the other side of coming out is always better than before coming out. And coming out is always worth it. So are you ready to come out as lonely and to stop loneliness ruling your life? You know that to make that happen, you need to talk about the loneliness that you're experiencing it, as you're experiencing it. And to do that, you need to speak with someone who's earned the right to hear your story and won't judge you. And that person in your life could be your significant other. It could be a trusted friend, a therapist, or a mentor. It could also be me if you feel that I have earned the right to hear your story and won't meet you with judgment either. That's it for this episode. Be sure to check out all my content and services helping diplomats and those living the diplomatic life. So you to reconnect with yourself and the world around you. You can access all of that through my website, thelonelydiplomat.com. Remember, you're not meant to endure loneliness for long. It's meant to be a transitory state. And you're worthy of receiving the same love and support you so freely give to others. Please like, comment, and share this episode so it reaches more diplomats experiencing loneliness and lets them know, just as you now know, that they're not alone. And thank you so much for joining me for this episode. It was a bit heavier than usual, but I think it it really does need to be said because it is hard to come out as lonely. But it does sound like you're getting ready to go. So until next time, be awesomely and humanly you, because the world really does need more you. All sounds used are freeware in the public domain. All views expressed in this episode are my own and do not reflect any official position. I am not a licensed mental health professional. I encourage you to seek the services of a licensed mental health professional if the content of this episode challenged you beyond your current capacity to mentally, emotionally and or physically respond yourself. Thanks for listening.